of pizza. Oh, I'm full. I'm so full. Rub it. Rub right. the brain. You're not rubbing the brain. Rub the brain. Pass it over. Oh, that's real good. Oh, yeah. Okay. I'm not touching that again. All right. Hello, and welcome to the No Expectations Podcast. I'm Ben. I'm James. And I'm Max. And today we are talking about 1979 or 1980s, depending on what region you're in, The Fog by John Carpenter. <laughs> indeed, indeed we are. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, I just had, yeah, okay. So The Fog, here's the synopsis. <laughs> An unearthly fog rolls into a small coastal town exactly 100 years after a ship mysteriously sank in its waters. Ooh. Director, John Carpenter. Writers, John Carpenter. Deborah Hill. Stars, Adrian Barbeau. Mm. Jamie Lee Curtis, of ah. course. I heard some rumors about her. <laughs> Janet Leigh. And uh, it won an award. Let's see what it won. Fantastic Film Festival. What did you guys think of it? Did it win any awards for you? Sounds legit. Um, <coughs> uh, not really, but uh, I... Well, James and I both are massive, massive John Carpenter Sorry. fans. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I feel like it's kind of our duty, 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 to watch every single John Carpenter movie. Yeah, and this one just slipped the cracks. As usual. Yeah. Because yeah. this was, was this after Halloween 2 or? This would have been bef right before, before I think. Halloween yeah, because 78 was, wait, shoot. 78 was the first Halloween, and then I think 80 or 81 was... Halloween 2. Okay. So it's like, I think he might have done like The Fog, Halloween 2, The Thing. Like, I think it was like that. Like, boom, boom, boom. Correct me if I'm wrong. But, uh, yeah, this one was, uh, this one was good, but it wasn't great. It wasn't, to me, it wasn't the caliber of The Thing. Mm -hmm. It wasn't the cal caliber of any of the Halloweens. It, it didn't feel like a, well, like for me, it just didn't feel very, I mean, the score felt like Carpenter for sure, but it yeah. just felt like a, like I was watching a Stephen King Totally, movie. totally, yeah. That's how it felt like. And even, I guess, um, John Carpenter wanted to make it like a story. Okay. Um, so the opening's actually reshot. Really? And it wasn't like he just wanted to, because he like, wanted for more runtime for one, uh -huh. and then he just wanted to feel like it was like an old tale kind of yeah. story thing. Like they used to do that campfires. You know what it felt like to me? Did you guys ever watch any of the, well, I'm sure you did, the Tales from the Crypt TV mm -hmm. show? Oh, yeah. It reminded me of one of those. It was kind of kind of cheesy, but they they did a good job though. It still had that carpenter um haunting quality that a lot of his stuff has, like a little bit of suspense. Like it wasn't as well executed as the thing or Halloween by any means, but it was like on the way there. It almost feels like this is a movie that should have come out before he did Halloween. Yeah, they um I was reading up they said this would have been um he wanted to make it like an anthology yeah. series kind of thing. Like, mm. especially with, you know, how Halloween three is not really Michael Myers. Yeah. So they wanted to do something like that with this film yeah. and build off of it, like make more monsters coming from the fog, like that different, been cool. different places. But it was, yeah. I guess it was just, you know, not a financial success. Damn. I would have liked that. Yeah. That would have been, like been really a cool. A lot better. Different, different, you know, states, different yeah. places. Yeah. That'd be really cool. Countries, probably. I think it was a good idea, though. Like, The Fog. Was this a remake? I think it was a remake. Oh, uh, no. This was... Oh, wait. The, no, no. He actually... This was original. This was original? Okay. Yeah, he got the idea while the thing him... Was, the Thing was a remake. Yeah, The Thing yeah. was a remake. He got the idea with uh, him and his... 
ex-girlfriend. I don't know if they're married right now still. Deborah Hill. Okay. Long-time collaborator and lover. They were together. uh, They went to England, and it was very foggy there. And then they were just, they felt like something was watching them, but they couldn't see. So um, he just got the idea from doing that. That's cool. Yeah, like I said to James earlier, it was like I think this one would get better with subsequent views. And I think had we grown up watching this, we'd have like more of a love for it. But just kind of watching it for the first time in 2021, it's kind of like, eh, it was all right. If for me, I would say a three and a half out of five. I gave it a three. You gave it a three? Three, yeah. Okay. And I think the three and a half for me is just my love of John, John Carpenter, Carpenter, where it's almost like I kind of give him a pass just because I really want to like it, you know? Yeah. It's, I mean, the score alone. It was great. It's, it's so good. It was very similar to a Halloween. Halloween yeah. yeah. It was like some of the rhythm on it. I was kind of like, oh, dude, this that's sounds what, like. That's uh, what they yeah. compared it to also. Yeah. Like, that's why I didn't really. Like they were just like they wanted something different, uh, yeah. audience, and then he ca- they kind of just made it very suspenseful. More, more of the same kind, kind of, of as yeah. Halloween, and that's why a lot of reshoots. So he tried to add more gore, more kills. Yeah, which I don't know where the gore was. Besides, it wasn't like, very much. Yeah, no. A lot of people talk about there's a gore. I'm like, where? There's a little bit of like red on the throat mm. when the the fish hook goes in. Yeah, spoiler and then alert. Maybe at the hospital when the the yeah. guy grabs Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah, it was very tame. It was very tame horror. It reminded me of like a Goosebumps type story, you know, mm-hmm. like how Goosebumps used to be. Like add that with a little bit of like PG-13 flair, you know. But uh, yeah, it was good. I mean, it's worth a watch. If you like John Carpenter, definitely, you know, add it to your list. Mm-hmm. But there was nothing spectacular about it. Not like The Thing. The Thing had all these amazing uh, special effects working for it. It had a fantastic cast. I feel like the cast in this was kind of lacking. It was. Even Jamie Lee Curtis, like, I love her, but she was nothing remarkable no. in this. Like, her character was... Uh, her character sucked. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, yeah, let's go, let's go talk about the characters for a second. Let's talk about the characters. Jamie Lee Curtis was basically uh, a, what, a hitchhiker? A whore. A whore. Yeah. A whore. And, uh, <sighs> Sorry, Jamie. We love you. I don't know. I just, like, like you said, her character was just... Her character had nothing, zero depth no, no. at all. Yeah, yeah, and then like even like the kid too. Kid um, sucked. Yeah. So even at the end where they're all hauled up to the church and everything, he just goes running to Jamie Lee Curtis like they were like mother and son. They had never interacted. Yeah, they never. Yeah. No. Yeah. yeah. The uh, characters. The characters were terrible. Yeah. The only character I probably like is um, the freaking radio chick. Yeah, the lighthouse, the lighthouse chick. Yeah, chick Adrian Barbeau. Mm-hmm. Is that her name? Barbeau. Mm-hmm. But then again, still it was like she was hot. I think that's all. Yeah, so that's our hottie. I think for the movie, she's the hottie, and then She's also the that other one. Uh, I can't even remember the point the of her one, character. Yeah, the one who's coming in to celebrate the hundred years. Yeah, she had nice sunglasses. Yeah. and she was a cutie. Mm-hmm. Um, she was a cutie too. But I'd say her and Adrian Barbo are the, the dimes of the of the fog. And then, dude, the, I don't know, man. Like a lot of the characters are just very forgetful. Yeah, yeah. Like the uh, actually, this would be a good time to do my favorite segment, alternate casting. You go first. And that way I can actually do my little cheat sheet and see who everyone was. All right, so Tom Atkins, uh, the character of Nick Castle, Jamie Lee Curtis's, like, lover slash protector guy, uh, he was super boring, and also I thought the acting was terrible. Like, just all the dialogue between them was, like, the fucking worst. Uh, That guy had really no point even Mm -hmm. being in there. No offense to the actor. I don't think he had anything to work with. But, um, yeah, he he was terrible. But his character's name was Nick Castle castle or is nick castle and fun fact about nick castle the real nick castle is the name of the actor who played michael myers in the first halloween and he also went on to be a collaborator with john carpenter and he was the screenwriter of escape from new york and he also went on later to write hook with robin williams i always forget about that yeah That's he wrote hook yeah, yeah fun fact so i think that character name was a little nod yeah, to, his, to his his buddy buddy yeah yeah um so my alternate castings jamie lee curtis 
Instead, I picked Carrie Fisher. I thought about her. I think Carrie I thought Fisher about would her have been too. cool. Yeah. yeah, she would have been perfect era. Adrian Barbeau, the uh, Lighthouse um, DJ chick. I picked Debbie Harry from Blondie because she actually did get into acting. She oh, heck yeah. She would have been the perfect age. She was beautiful, and she actually is like a musician, so she would have been a totally appropriate like DJ. And then Tom Atkins' character, Jeff Bridges, who actually did go on to collaborate with John Carpenter a few years later in Starman. And then Hal Holbrook, uh, the priest in the very beginning, I picked Christopher Lee from Lord of the Rings because at that time he would have been mm. probably like in his you know 40s maybe at that time and I think he would have been he would have been perfect. I think you'll like my uh Hal Holbrook one. Let's do it. It's very it's different. It's it's silly. Let's do it. Um for mine, let's start with uh Tom Atkins. Okay. I did a long time collaborator with John Carpenter, uh, Kurt Russell. Oh, great choice. Great I think choice. it just I don't know, it just adds I, more I love to Kurt the Russell. Film. Yeah, I've never seen a well, I've, even if I've seen a bad Kurt Russell film, it's not Kurt Russell's fault because he's such a damn good, good actor. actor. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. He's the most likable guy ever. I agree. I agree. Jumping off that, I sent this to James. When they were making the Stargate movie, they took a poll all around the world seeing who was the most likable actor, and Kurt Russell had, like, a 0% dislike. <laughs> so they're like, well, we got we to gotta cast him because he's, like, so likable around the world. I still need to watch that movie, too. Stargate, really good. Okay. Yeah. Sorry, continue. Oh, I will. <laughs> Hurry the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Adrian Barbo. I did Sigourney Weaver. Good choice. Uh, she crossed just, my mind, too. Yeah, I just thought for it was just Ghostbusters or something. Heck, yeah. Know. Heck, yeah. And then um, Hal Holbrook as a priest. I don't know why I went with this, but I thought it was... I, I said George Carlin. That would have been freaking awesome, yeah, dude. George Carlin. That yeah. would have been freaking awesome. I yeah. think he's still, like... He had to look for it, too. Totally. Still, so. Yeah, yeah. And finally, Jamie Lee Curtis, let's say Kathleen Turner. Okay. Which she will be for our next film as mm-hmm. well. Mm-hmm. So we can talk about that now or we can just continue with the fog. You're cool. I, I say let's continue with the fog. Yeah, yeah. We've got to dive a little deeper. Deep, yeah. You know what? I got one more that I think we should add more regularly, especially if it's a director that we really like. If in an alternate universe, John Carpenter wasn't available. I, was, I have a feeling I know you're going to say who would you pick? You know who I have? Actually, I have two. But okay, I have Walter Hill. Oh, great freaking choice! Mm-hmm. Great freaking choice. That's the only one I have. Walter Hill. Okay. I think that's just like it's it's hard for I thought Carpenter, Wes Craven, or Stanley Kubrick. Oof. Stanley would have been amazing, dude. But he would have been working on The Shining at that time. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. had he not, imagine that though. It would have taken him like two more years, and everyone would be oh, crying on set. <laughs> but you know, it'd be, it'd be, it'd be, good. It'd be good. And yeah, dude, and. That would have been really good, even with like the yeah. the pirates, the ghost pirates. Oh my god! So I don't know if that's a spoiler, but I mean, like the way, like if you look at the Shining, like all mm-hmm. the ghosts in there and stuff. Yeah. Imagine those ghosts, like in the the fog. Oh, dude. That would have been. Oh my gosh. That would have been amazing. Shit, just ripping off them. Their yeah, their skin. It has me off. dripping just thinking about it. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, honestly, this movie like had a lot of untapped potential. It was like it was still really good, really good for the time. Like it's it's. It's good popcorn fun. Like if you don't know what to watch around Halloween or any time of year and you just want a good scary movie, it's 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 all right. You know, it's yeah. it's watchable. It's not magnificent, but it's it passes. You I'll know? go back to it probably. Yeah, I wouldn't say like every year, but no. every other <coughs> year. I would say it's a every every four or five, five year, year movie. Kind of movie. I mean, yeah. I, I feel like I might watch it again this year just to just because just because yeah. yeah yeah. But what I think would have made it so much better is really diving deep into the fog lore. And like seeing those those pirate slash 
whatever they were killers back in their prime. That would have been good. Get to know them like mm-hmm. just a tiny bit, even in the opening, even just like five minutes of them would have been sick. And like some like crazy murder or something that happened. Cause I, I know there was like some murder. I was like starting to fall asleep. I don't really remember. Yeah. All the, the, the That's why they were killing the, the pirates were killing the people like the six basically like last bloodline or yeah, something. They, the they let the, town. they let the priest, the, like the priests, like great, great grandfather or whatever was like a murderer or something like yeah, that. Yeah. He stole like their riches and stuff. Yeah. That's why it was all melted down to gold <laughs> into that cross. It was kind of vague, yeah, <laughs> but it was kind of confusing. But, <laughs> um, and at the end they kind of looked like a power Rangers villain coming in with the glowing red eyes. But, um, <laughs> yeah, it was, I would have liked to have seen more of them and I would like to have seen a little bit more into like their origin, just like mm-hmm. a bit. It would have been cool if the whole like opening was like that whole. They should have had a, like you like, said, going Nick Castle, because um, I mean he had a little writing for Hook, you know, some pirates things. Yeah. They could have got some little adventure yeah. going in there. Well, maybe they didn't know because he hadn't Back written then. Escape from New York yet, mm. and that was when they started collaborating as a screenwriter with John Carpenter. It was like eighty one or eighty two, so like literally like just a couple years later. But in a perfect world, man. <laughs> so the budget on this movie was 1.1 million and it was well received at the box office. Was, was it? it? Yeah, it g- it did 21 million uh okay. at box office and then I guess uh, critics critics didn't like it so much. Shocker. Yeah, the critics are a hard monkey to please. Generally. They'll eat themselves eventually. Give them time. Yeah, I don't follow critics anymore. I mean, Give them I time. mean technically we're are there any? Uh, yeah, we're better. Yeah. We're better. <laughs> Are there any like uh, critic websites that you guys go to? Rotten Tomatoes is that still? Uh, I just do. I don't I just really do check f- in. I just do Flixer, but it's connected to Rotten Tomatoes. But I yeah. go off the audience uh, reviews because we're the audience. I, I don't, don't. I don't trust any of them. I think they're all pieces of shit. It's like there's a lot of movies. <laughs> <laughs> I don't trust. <laughs> there's I don't a, trust there's, any of them. I mean, there's a lot of movies that I agree with them on, and there's like a. It's like 50-50, honestly. Yeah. Like, there's some that I'm like, no, nah, you're fucking wrong. I'm also, if it's any movie that I even remotely care about, I'm to the point where I don't even finish watching the entire trailer if I can avoid it. Yeah. Like, unless I'm sitting in the theater and I'm, like, strapped in, ready to go, I'm like, all right. Like, yeah, we're going to watch the whole thing. But, like, generally, if it's, like, online, like, The Green Knight, like, I didn't finish watching the entire, entire trailer because I was like, oh, this looks cool. So, I, like, you know, three, Kinda. Qu- three quarters of the way through, I'm kind of like, all right, I'm going to just... Kind of was forced to watch it when you were going to the movie theaters when they show it for me. Yeah, I, I just don't want any spoilers because I feel like they're like, "Hey, we audiences are dumb, so we have to show them like the entire yeah. fucking movie in the trailer." They kind of hold your hand through some of these trailers. They've been doing that for a long a time lot. too. It's so nauseating, dude. It's ridiculous. I was watching the trailer. What was it for? It was something a while back. It was for like Speed, and it was like I'm like, because I love Speed. It's a fantastic movie. Like if you go back and watch watch a trailer for that, like they give away a lot. <laughs> For speed? For speed, yeah. It was like, I'm pretty sure it was speed. But it's like, there's movies like that where it's like, they've been doing that for a while. Like, they like hold the audience's hand way too much. Like, I like a good teaser trailer. You Mm -hmm. give me a solid teaser trailer, holy shit. Yeah. I think the only person that was like kind of successful with that is like J.J. Abrams. But I feel like not now. Like, I mean, like when he was like a few years back, he was really good at doing that. Chris Nolan, for the most part, just because every, well, I mean, everything with him is so fucking like, you know not on the nose anymore. It's like everything's kind of like artsy, you know, mm. when it comes to like Tenet and stuff and everything has to be a little confusing and trippy. But like, even if you look back at like the dark Knight, uh, the dark Knight rises, like the teaser for that was like freaking awesome. Yeah. You know, like I look back at things like that and like, that's like the standard, you know, the dark Knight. the dark Knight. I wonder how you just get a job just to edit trailers. I know a guy who used to do the music for trailers. 
haven't talked to him in a long time, but he uh, he said it was very tedious. Hmm. Yeah, and like they they have very specific wants at the studios. Yeah. Like they like to kind of like copy other things. He said it wasn't very creative. Yeah, a lot of them are just kind of the same cookie cutter. Yeah, the sound the sound for trailers is doom. Yeah, doom, doom, doom. There's literally a template. Doom, 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 doom. It's obnoxious. Yeah. yeah, take some chances, Hollywood. What the fuck? They won't. Let's make sequels to everything or remakes. Yeah. I don't really have too much more to say about The Fog. I feel like it uh, It could have been a lot better. I yeah. think with our casting choices, like they would have oh, been a much I better I mean, we can, we can expand on John Carpenter a little bit. Oh, um, oh there was one thing I forgot. Janet Leigh is Jamie Lee Curtis's mom. Which one's that? The, the older woman that was in there who was like... Uh, the one that was running... I don't, even, I don't even know what her role... Like, it's so forgettable. <laughs> <laughs> what the character was doing, but she, uh, like I said, I was really tired when I was watching it. But Janet Leigh was also in Psycho too. Oh, yeah, that's cool. Which is kind of cool because Psycho and the stabbing and Michael mm-hmm. Myers and Jamie Lee Curtis. But well, uh, yeah, Janet Leigh, Janet Leigh. and uh, Jamie Lee Curtis. Okay, yeah. so yeah, it's her. It's like the family who came back yeah. for like the whole party thing. Isn't that wild though? They're both like horror damsels, mm. heroines, whatever Horror-ins. you want to call them. That guy looks like Jim Carrey on the right, next to Tom Atkins. Doesn't he a little bit? I can see. I can James see Canning. Saying, yeah, yeah. James Dick Canning. Baxter. Dick Baxter. No one has the name Dick anymore. <laughs> Hi, my uh, name is Dick. Yeah, when I worked at Starbucks, uh, it was always weird. Some guy, uh, you have to ask for the name, like, what's your name? He's like, Dick. <laughs> was he a young guy? <laughs> no, it was an older oh, guy. Course. It was a really older guy. And that's why, like, we're just like, someone else announced this, please. Yeah. <laughs> I got a tall macchiato for <laughs> Dick. <laughs> I got I a mean, very small, a veinty, ice white chocolate <laughs> mocha for Dick. Oh, the penis game is fun to play, and then you get actually a free pass to play the penis game. Oh, I public. love it. Yeah, you're just bobbing for dicks at that point. Mm. Do you want to talk about the music at least? Sure. I think bit. that. Oh, yeah. Kick it in, Max. Well, I, feel like you, I mean, that's in your I'm, department. I'm kind of a synth head. I He's love music. Head. I went yeah. to school for uh, a lot of audio stuff. I got a list here of different synths that he used. Uh, specifically uh, on the theme here, he used the Juno 106. Ooh. Um, that's that's kind of a legendary synth. Um, um, yeah, he does lots of... Pa- um, it, uh, I, I guess he uses a lot of acoustic piano in accompanying uh, these synthesizers. So I, know, I mean, you know you know the sound. The, Hell yeah. That, that acoustic piano sound mm-hmm. kind of mixed in there. Yeah, it's amazing. Um, yeah, I mean, what el- there's not a lot to say about it it's just it's that classic uh yeah. john carpenter yeah. kind of carved mood. that out for yeah. the horror movies in the 80s i mean he did man so many people it's it's easy to it's easy to get the sound yeah. but you know as a pioneer you're kind of jumping off into the darkness mm-hmm. and you know that you're going to be followed by all these successors right that's true and you're not necessarily going to be the best but he's still the pioneer of that sound and so good. I mean, if you got credit for that sound, that's huge. Yeah, he's incredible. He doesn't get enough credit mm-hmm. for that because, like, he really was the pioneer. I agree. And you know what's amazing is I saw an interview with him and Robert Rodriguez, which I highly recommend checking out. It's super, super deep, like, on filmmaking. And John Carpenter talks about that, how a lot of his movies, he would do the score out of necessity because they would spend all their budget on, you know, something like The Thing, like on special effects. And they say, oh, man, we don't have enough money for a professional a musician to score this film. So John would be like, fuck, I'll do it. So John Carpenter would, like, out of necessity and out of independent film, uh, I guess you'd call it, like, cheapness or frugalness, would step up and make the soundtrack to a lot of these movies just because the budget 
didn't permit someone yeah. else to come in and do it. So he was just like, fuck it. You want something done right? Do it yourself. <coughs> really and impressive. Really respect right. him. Yeah, yeah, I really respect really him, man. Job. He's yeah. so good. Uh, this this score was all right, but then, you know, compare it to, like, Halloween, Halloween or The thing, thing, and you're like, oh, man, like, wait, so good. Mm-hmm. So good. Even Escape from New York, great soundtrack. Really great soundtrack. Um, I don't really remember a soundtrack to They Live. I don't really remember anything I don't remember it, too. I have to go back and watch that film. Yeah, it's a good one, but I don't remember. Mm-hmm. Yeah, nothing in the music stands out to me. But, uh, yeah, man. And also, if you guys get the chance, if you like that kind of stuff, uh, something James and I are both big advocates of, and I'm sure Max would love it, too, would be John Carpenter's Lost Themes. Yep. He's done three volumes so far in the last, like, five or six years. Mm-hmm. And uh, you can get them on vinyl. You can get them digitally as well. That's and awesome. it's him and a couple other collaborators, and he's gone back, and he's re-releasing his old scores that didn't make it into certain movies. Mm-hmm. And they're got really the, good, dude. The last right so what, volume three, and it's only uh, we have, like, a special edition vinyl of it. It's green, and yeah. it's only 500 made. Yeah. And we got it. Yeah, we did. Yep. We did, yeah. There might on still vinyl. be some available from Zia Records. Mm-hmm. On vinyl. Yeah. On, on vinyl, vinyl, yeah. Yeah. Heck yeah. Yeah, dude. But, uh, yeah, if you get a chance, man, like, John Carpenter as a musician, like, everyone's just, like, filmmaker, and they kind of write him off as a musician. But like you said, like, pioneer, dude. Like, really good stuff. I mean, I think he's the reason that people go crazy for a lot of these synths from it. Like, totally. he's just a big yeah. part of it. I mean, totally. here's the Roland Juno 106 in 1980. It costed yeah. $1,095. Now... Uh, you're paying about $3,000 for one wow. that's in good condition. And what's wild is Synthesizer became such a huge part of the 80s sound for so many, ba- so many bands. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And he was already rocking those back, like, in the late 70s. Yeah, you had to be kind of a super nerd yeah. at that time to yeah. be able to uh, service one of these things yeah. and be able to just, uh, you know, understand how oscillators and, uh, you know, uh, the whole thing. Yeah. It's, it's a whole thing. Like, you really got to nerd out. To They're pretty it. beautiful. Yeah. And there's something special about that sound, something haunting. I think the synthesizer is so amazing because it's able to capture a feeling of being futuristic and also being nostalgic for the past at the same mm-hmm. time. It's like a weird mix of the both. Like, I love it. I love it. Yeah. It's it's very basic as far as uh, electronics <coughs> go. It's just like a, it's basically just electricity flowing out of your but it's speaker. So, and it, but it sounds so timeless. It's so timeless. And, and yeah. the sense that he used are... They're analog synths, right? Mm-hmm. And so, uh, well, the Juno 106 actually, uh, uh, I don't know, is it digital? Anyways, uh, you know, you get that really warm analog sound from all of his soundtracks because they're recorded to tape. And Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't have much more. <laughs> no, no, it's great, man. Uh, it's, it's, great. it's good stuff. I, I just go crazy. I just, you know, close my eyes and I can, I can just... Listen to the I whole could soundtrack. Ch- I could all chill this, dude. You got to listen to some John Carpenter Lost yeah. Themes. So oh good. man, I'm excited for that. So good, so good. So I have a question for you, James and Max, as both of you. So my question is: Think of a movie from like the 80s or 90s or even 70s that feels like a John Carpenter movie but is not. It's kind of tough, right? That's really tough. I just thought of one right now because we were talking about soundtracks, but um, I'll tell you mine and see if you can think of any others. I was thinking The Running Man with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Okay, yeah. I it yeah. has a total, like, for not being a... Uh, I guess going with an Arnold Schwarzenegger, too. That yeah, one, that one feels that one feels like it. And fun fact about that one, that one was directed by, uh, I think it was Hutch or Starsky, one of the guy, one of the original guys from Starsky and Hutch. Hutch. I think it was Hutch. <coughs> I can't remember his name, but Running Man, great movie. Uh, another one, because uh, that just reminded me, Total Recall as well. Total Recall oh, does have yeah. a feel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it definitely has that feel. Kind of like that. More of like the mixture of like the thing and there. Just like the special effects. Yeah, itself. yeah. I would say like the practical effects and the sci fi. Yeah. Yeah. I think that one was Ted Kocher. Uh, no, no, no. Uh, 
No, that one was uh, <sighs> guy that did RoboCop. Uh, it'll come to me. Paul is it Paul Vo- Paul Verhoeven? Paul Verhoeven. Yeah, underrated dude. I don't know who did Carrie, that Nicolas Cage movie. That's gotta be like. Oh, you're talking about the one with the no Nicholas. What's your name? Carrie. I only saw Carrie once. The one with the the blood all over her. Yeah, yeah. It, it's it's a little bit more almost uh, like a dreamy. Maybe. I could I could see that being a John Carpenter but movie. The, yeah. the soundtrack has similar. Uh, yeah. Nicholas Cage in that film? I don't think he is. Mm. Unless he was in there for a bit. Let's see. Let's pull it up. Oh, you got it right here. Sorry. Go ahead. Carrie. What's that actress's name? Is Nick Cage not in it? No, Sissy Spacek. Sissy Spacek. Yeah. That's her name. We just love Nicolas Cage on the show, guys. Yeah, so. Nicolas Cage gets he's mentioned, I think, every episode. <laughs> he's not in it at all. You just had to drop his name. Sissy Spacek, <laughs> yeah. Uh, speaking of Nicolas Cage, me and Max saw a film with Nicolas Cage's newest one, um, Pig. Talk about it. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I have not seen it, so no huge spoilers, but I would love to hear about it. You go in thinking, I mean, if you watch the trailer or know the synopsis, you would think it's like some kind of John Wick kind of story, but it's completely different. It's, a, it's about a... I guess you would say he's a chef, right? Or some famous chef that doesn't really go back into his backstory, like his history, what he did. But everyone knows him. Um, his pig got stolen. He lives out in the middle of the woods. It's a truffle pig. And it's basically like his dog. Okay. So Max laughs at it because he, he thinks it's like it's just a pig. Well, I, I missed the very <laughs> you beginning. Miss, you missed the beginning of the film. <laughs> I was like, I was, at the end, I'm like, this would be really sad if it were a dog. And I was like, it was his dog. <laughs> but it, yeah. I guess, yeah, I guess in the beginning he's playing with the, the pig and it's like a yeah. buddy, buddy thing. He loved so. it. Nice. Like he even like mentioned it too. He's like, I it's, not a, it's not even about the, like, the truffles, you what know? What was the yeah, vibe of it? it? Was it like, was it a drama? Like, it looked, uh, I don't get it. Like, it, <laughs> I would say it's a drama of, I want to say thriller, yeah, just a drama. Yeah. I mean, okay. there wasn't really, I mean, there was like some action. I mean, like the little fight club thing was kind of cool okay. that he did. Sounds like a weird ass movie, but it at is the same weird. Time, interesting. But uh, this yeah. one's supposed to be like, People are saying like Nicolas Cage is going to be like nominated for this movie, which they is say like anytime he does anything really fucking weird, yeah, which uh, is I which is a lot. I could see it with this one, yeah, but it's like it's Here's been a while since he's been. Yeah, I mean, weren't they talking about that with Mandy? Wasn't that the one where they were? No, like, they were just saying that just visually. Okay. Oh, Carrie, I was thinking of Mandy. Ah, Mandy. Mandy. Okay, ah. that's the movie I was thinking of. Okay, so you weren't mm-hmm. thinking about Carrie at all. I wasn't. I haven't seen that. Okay, <laughs> because I was going to say, Carrie was actually a solid choice for being, yeah. you know, in yeah. that realm, like the Stephen King. Stephen King, yeah. No, I'm kidding. I saw it. Okay. Period, blood. <laughs> All right, continue. That's about it with Pig. I, I mean, well, I mean, you can... <laughs> the cinema, like, for me, I look at uh, camera work and stuff like that. Yeah. That's the first thing I look at. Uh, the camera work was... Uh, cinematography, you could say, oh, it's good. Pretty darn good. It's, it's pretty good. Okay. It's It's a little slow. Uh Kay. There's lots of these drawn out shots. That they're beautiful. Don't get me they're wrong. Yeah. But uh, at times you can, if you have ADD, yeah, it could be kind of daunting. It was to sitting get there for a while. Yeah. It's no Walter Mitty, huh? I wanted to. Uh, I mean, I, I almost like kind of fell asleep. Like I was in and out. I mean, sounds, I even, sounds great. Yeah. <laughs> great movie. I mean, movie. it's just I don't know. I wanted to see what the rave was about, and it's just I love Nicolas Cage. Yeah. It's still a good. If it wasn't Nick Cage, Cage in there, I, this movie I would never see him. Yeah, life, I, would, I wouldn't. Yeah. No. I, I mean, what I would say is if you work in the restaurant industry, uh-huh. yeah, it's really going to hit home for you. Okay. Uh, if you don't, there's a lot of stuff that you kind of won't understand. It's mm-hmm. just because, like, for most restaurant people, like chefs and everything, they have this vision that they want to do something, and mm-hmm. then they just become uh, static in this restaurant. 
Mm. Like, this is what happens with, like, even, yeah. like, Nicolas Cage is telling, like, a restaurant plateaued. owner. And he's like, last time I talked to you, like, I want you, like, you talked about opening up a bar and everything, and now you're doing this, like, what happened kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. So it's like, I guess as in that industry, like, chefs go through that all the time probably. Yeah. Like, they just like, okay, I'm here, and I'm, 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 yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm cooking still, but I'm not doing what I fully want to do dude i knew people like that when i worked in the restaurant industry i was only a server i was a server for like three years and it was fun it was good at the time would i ever go back and do it hell no but at the time at that place in my life it was really good it's good honest work yeah it Mm -hmm. was great great money at the time met really cool people it was it was pretty fun it was actually a fun environment um but there were some people i worked with where i was like dude, what are you still doing here? There'd yeah. be some people I'd work with that were, you know, yeah. quite, quite a bit, like twice my age, and they were super cool, like super cool people. But I'd be like, dude, you've, you know, been all over and done all this cool stuff, and I'm like, you're working the same job as me, you know, when I'm like 21, and I'm like, man, you should be like running your own place or like whatever. And I just saw this like complacency where these people like kind of just didn't, didn't evolve after mm-hmm. a certain point. And it was weird, and there was like a bartender who'd been there since like 1989 or 1990, and like he just never progressed like that was like his job you know when he was like well, 20 that's super common man that's yeah. super common mm-hmm. that happens a lot yeah but it, but and there's I'm always not, that guy and i'm not knocking it because i know some you know bartenders and stuff can make great money i'm not i'm not disrespecting that at all but there are guys i look at them and i'm like man like you have so much potential that you just didn't didn't and haven't gone after i'm like man like it j- it blows my mind because like you, you talk to them and you're like wow you're like so badass like it, you're like one step away from like being a boss yeah but you choose not to and i'm like that's so interesting to me you know yeah I'm, i think we all meet people like that though. Mm-hmm. especially well, when, i think especially when you're i heard a joke the other day where like you either follow your dreams or you get certified f- to run a forklift <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> there's no in between you okay, know like yeah but that's kind of i mean that's 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 kind of how any industry goes. If that's yeah. true. If you lose sight of what you want your big picture to be, what you lo- want your life to look like. Yeah. Um, I just think the restaurant industry is so fast paced that before you know it, yeah, it's your life has moved on. Yeah, it's a grind, but there's also pluses to it. Like, I feel like you you get a real strong connection with your coworkers in a lot of places where it's like you can go out, you party with them, and also that partying aspect is a huge part of the service industry. Yeah. No one talks about it unless you have worked in it. And it's like the drug, the drugs, the drinking, like all that, like that. I mean, that takes a toll on those people too, you know. Yeah. When when you're uh, when you're eating at a five star restaurant, you're basically funding somebody's cocaine habit. Hundred and ten percent. Hundred and ten percent. Yeah. <laughs> so who's going out to eat tonight? <laughs> Johnny's got a coke habit. He can't quit. <laughs> monkey needs a new pair of shoes. <laughs> oh, monkey. This is a fun episode. It's a fun episode. I like branching out. It's nice. Oh, also, James, by the way, happy birthday. Oh, and thank badass you. fucking t-shirt. Very cool. Very this cool. Was, uh, let me get, let me get, in, uh, uh, there we go. Oh, look at that. Brought look to you by Ben. A this gift guy. from a good yeah. man. This guy. Thank and you. Also, I have an X-Files shirt on that I'm very proud of. I got this on Redbubble, guys. Check it out. Max, you have a drone shirt My, my shirt is actually from Nurk. He's a FPV pilot who works in Hollywood. and uh, Very cool. Uh, he's he's won a World Series uh, drone race. Nice, dude. And he's just on YouTube. He's a great guy. That's he, badass. He's, just, I, he's not the greatest pilot. He seems like a really nice guy to be around. That's I'd awesome. really love to fly with I him think one I day. remember. Eric, if you're listening. I think I remember when you got that shirt. Yeah. 
Yeah, didn't it come in a in a, a little pack? In a pack? Like yeah, and I got the mug too. Yeah, 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 yeah very yeah. badass. Yeah, he got me with the giveaways. We all <laughs> have cool shirts. Giveaways, man, that's awesome. We Eventually, do a giveaway. Yeah, hell yeah! Once we get some serious viewership on here, guys, like, subscribe, and share. Sure. Yep, guys, seriously, come on, come on. We're making the show for do nobody it. right now, but <laughs> it's for you. It's for you. Come on. Eventually, I would say after a thousand subscribers, I would say. Let's do it. Let's do a giveaway. Yeah, I'll know? do a thousand subscriber giveaway. So <laughs> subscribe to the well, video, well, I guess. It would be nice. Make sure you subscribe, guys. Come on. Hurting our feelings. Jesus. How are we doing here? I'm seeing a blinking. <laughs> yeah. I'm I don't yeah. What, your camera's low. Is that what it was? Okay. Yeah. We need to get you a dummy battery. Yeah. All right, yeah. guys. Well, I think it's time to wrap it up. Um, well, after, let's pick our next film. Yes, go ahead. Um, go ahead. We know what it is. Go ahead. I'll let you I forget the name already. I'm sorry. You oh. know what it is. So <laughs> I just know who's in it. What we decided on was <laughs> The War of the Roses with Michael Douglas, Kathleen Turner, and Danny DeVito, also directed by Danny DeVito. 1989 film. Check it out so you can know what we're talking about right, on the next episode. Very excited. A huge fan of everyone in that movie, mm. especially DeVito. Yeah, I'm just there for DeVito. Yes. And my I mean Michael Douglas is Michael Douglas too, is good, yeah. He's awesome. He's awesome. I just awesome. feel like I haven't like watched him in that much recently. Well, now's the time. Yeah. All right guys. So Looking be kind. Be kind. Rewind. And subscribe. Thanks nice for watching, watching, guys. Love you. Bye. That was fun. Good. Good shit. Some asshole got drunk and started taking his hundred-year-old business too seriously. <laughs>